We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody, to a Friday edition of Sports Daily. Friday's always wild and crazy. Jacob Albrocht here alongside Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us. They're even crazier when you get a couple of college basketball games on Thursday night. K-State, Wichita State, both winners last night. Uh, Plenty to get to with that. We'll make our football picks for the weekend with Paul Savage coming up at the top of the next hour. We'll also... Look ahead to the sub-state playoff round of the high school football playoffs. That's coming in hour number two as well. Your calls, 869-1240. Thanks for being with us on this Friday edition. Tommy, how'd you enjoy the games last night? Plenty of options to, uh, to choose from. Yeah, so I actually had to go back and watch them. I had them recorded, and I watched them when I got home. I went to Trans-Siberian Orchestra last night at Interest Bank Arena. So got a little uh, Christmas rock and roll on last night. Um, but yeah, I went went home and watched those games when I got home. Yeah, I, I was bouncing around a little bit. Uh, we're coming down the home stretch of getting uh, the second HTO open. So I was I was doing some of that. I was bouncing around, hanging with the kids. Uh, and, and I was bits and pieces of everything. Um, let's start with the Shockers, Tommy. They needed to win first and foremost after Alcorn State. They got that accomplished. They needed to sort of erase the bad taste of Alcorn State. I'm not sure that was accomplished uh, in an, you know, it was an ugly, gritty, old school shocker type game, 56 to 53. Uh, You know, offensive basketball may have been set back a few pegs, but they got the win and they gutted it out. They got a win in a game where Craig Porter Jr. was in foul trouble uh, for a lot of the second half. So, you know, at, at the surface, 
were very happy with that win because a road game at Richmond was a game when they added it that we were like, oh, that'll be a pretty good test for this team. I think all it does for me is I don't really know what this team's ceiling is. Um, we've seen what the floor is against Alcorn State. I still don't really know what the ceiling is. I, I'm I'm very much just sort of in an observatory mode for this basketball team because that way was going to be that way anyway with all the new players. But, I mean, what what is this team? I don't think anybody can answer that question yet. Well, I think it's really easy to go – you know, swing that pendulum all the way to one direction after the Alcorn State loss and then swing it all the way back when you beat Richmond on the road. And keep in mind, Richmond was the Atlantic 10 champions a year ago. Uh, so that is a, a quality road win for Wichita State. Absolutely. I do feel like one area where I disagree with you is you said that first and foremost, we needed to see them win. And yeah, I think they absolutely needed to win. But I, I don't even know if that was the ultimate priority that might be it's kind of like 1a and 1b I would put winning at 1b 1a would be the way that they played basketball last night because when they played Alcorn State we've talked about it multiple times there was no intensity there was no passion there was no uh, effort uh, and they played like that last night against Richmond so credit goes to Isaac Brown and the squad getting everything ready to go to play that old school gritty grinded out shocker basketball I didn't need to see them win by 15 or 20 I'm perfectly fine with them winning by three it was in the way in which they played and they also they were able to withstand uh kind of an onslaught at the beginning of the second half from Richmond coming all the way back you know the shockers led by a fairly comfortable margin at halftime Richmond came back took the lead Craig Porter was in foul trouble uh, and then Isaac Brown made the decision to put him back in the game and the Shockers were able to get back that lead and then stick with it to win the game. So I feel like it does soften the blow somewhat from Alcorn State. I don't think you can fully get rid of that. That was a, an embarrassing loss, but I do think it at least stems the tide a little bit from that effort we saw last night. Look, a road win against Richmond is a good win. I'll I'll take it, and I do I, I I do think winning a game is the most important thing. I don't think stylistically, the way the game played out, though, eases anybody's concern about the the long term trajectory of this year's program. I'm not sure everybody watched that game and was like, "All right, now I think we're going to be a real competitor in the AAC." You know, I I don't know how much it swayed people's opinion. You may not. You may not think that, but at least maybe you could think, all right, they might not be a dumpster fire. I mean, I think that that's fair. I'd, <clears throat> I'm not sure that I thought that anyway against Alcorn State. I, it's a really bad loss, but, you know, these things happen early in a season, especially now with all the transfers. What what troubles me, and it still does after this game, is they're not shooting well. We saw last year's team really struggle offensively. We saw the team before that that won the American struggle at times offensively, and this team still, even in the win last night, which, again, they got it, and that that's great. They shot 23% from three. They're still not shooting the ball. They still turned it over way too much. Uh, 13 turnovers to six assists. That's not going to get it done. Uh, they did win the rebounding battle, and that was a good sign, right? That's something that we've seen them struggle with. So the fact that they were able to get in there and get boards, that's good because if they can't score – and right now, it doesn't look like in anything we've seen so far in this young season that they're going to be a high-end offensive team. Then they better be able to rebound. They better be able to defend. We know they can defend. Hopefully, they can rebound. And they're going to have to stop turning the basketball over. 
Um, I mean, that's two, thir 13 turnovers to six assists. That's not going to work if you're struggling offensively. You can't afford to give the other team easy opportunities at baskets if you can't get buckets on your end of things. So I would like to sit here and say, oh, the offense will come. The offense will get better. But, man, I don't know. Last year we said that for an entire season, and they had players that are lighting it up in a lot of senses in where they transferred to. So I don't know if the offense is coming. And if the offense is not coming, they better defend, they better rebound, and they better take care of the ball. And they did two or three of those things last night, uh, but they didn't take care of the ball again. So, yes, I, winning at Richmond is great. I did think the effort and the energy looked a little better. Effort and energy can take you so far if you can't score. And I still have the long-term concern about the program now, not just this team, because we saw this last year, their ability to score. I mean, 56 points. It's just not It's not coming offensively, and that's the problem. So you have now a game where you scored 79 against Central Arkansas. You feel good about that, right? But then you score 57 and 56 points against Alcorn State and Richmond. Yeah, I mean, there happen are, in the American. There are countless examples um, of basketball teams that don't shoot well, but they're successful teams because they play lockdown defense, because they rebound well, uh, because they they turn the other team over. Wichita State held Richmond to thirty seven percent shooting and twenty seven percent from three. Um, some of that was Richmond didn't have a great shooting night, but some of that I think you can credit to the Shocker defense. That's good. Um, it's just going to be a question of if that's going to be the identity of this team, if that's going to be the style of this team, then it's got to be consistent night in and night out. Those teams, the countless teams that I just referenced that win basketball games and not shoot the ball well, I'm thinking of like Virginia. Uh, that's kind of a, that's something that Tony Bennett has done for years. I think of West Virginia. Uh, Bob Huggins has done that throughout the course of his career. Those teams play really good defense that's that's kind of their identity, especially in the case of West Virginia. Uh, they lock you down and they try to hold you, you know, under 60 points. And, and they think they have a pretty good sh chance to win the game at that point. That's kind of been the trademark. So I think that's OK for Wichita State if that's their identity, as long as they are consistently able to do that. What I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see them not be able to shoot the basketball and not lock anybody down. Uh, because then then you're you're never going to win a game. So, um, of course, I feel like what was called into question with Alcorn State, because there was so much conversation about the effort and the energy, the lack of resiliency, the, the lack of tenacity, all of that, um, I feel like you, you're correct when you say that that will only take you so far. But that ultimately, that comes down on the defensive side of the court more than it does offensively. You've got to make shots. That's not necessarily a resilient tenacity kind of thing, but playing lockdown defense, getting up and rebounding and working harder, you know, gutting it out, grinding out a win that absolutely plays into the hands of effort and tenacity and resiliency. I think the Shockers showed that last night, but again, it's going to be a question of if that's their identity, can they do that night in and night out? I don't know. Um, I think they can defend night in and night out. Yes, I do, because that's what they do. And Isaac Brown is a good defensive coach. Uh, can they rebound? I don't know. They did last night. They didn't in two other games. So th that part of it becomes difficult. Can they get better in taking care of the ball? Yes, they can. You know, th those are things. Can they get better shooting the ball? I don't know how we could legitimately and reasonably expect that. 
because now we we've seen it for so long. I, I think you'd be, and look, I'm an optimist and, and I, I want this team to be really good. I think, you know, I, I was very much an advocate of Isaac Brown getting that job after his performance in the interim basis. He is, I, I think a good person. And I just don't know how this offense is going to come for this team. And and I think it's unreasonable to sit here and say, yeah, they'll get better offensively because we've seen it for so long now that, that these teams just don't shoot the ball well. For whatever reason, I can't figure out why that is because a lot of times it's good looks that just aren't falling. So I'm not smart enough to understand how good shooters miss open looks and if what has that what that has to do with I I don't know I I will fully admit that I can't figure out why good shooters aren't making shots at Wichita State the last two years don't have a clue why it's happening but we've seen it happen long enough now that I don't know what else to expect so if we take that and say okay this is not going to be a high-powered offensive team and there was some chatter in the offseason that we were hearing that hey the offense is ahead of the defense I so Look, it, it's go, you're going to have to just win games playing defense and rebounding until we see something different. And the Shockers did that on the road against what we think might be a pretty good team. It's hard to know who's good anymore in the transfer era yet. I mean, we're all guessing at this point for most of these teams. Uh, but, you know, a road win against an A-10 team that has the kind of pass that Richmond has. It, it looked like they had a good crowd last night. That's a big-time win, and, and you take the win for sure. If you're Wichita State heading into holiday tournament week where probably they're going to get at least one, if not two, good games here. Grand Canyon's had some decent teams in the last few years. Um, You and I or San Francisco probably gives you a good contest. San Francisco was really good last year. You and I typically is. So that feels good going into a holiday week. It's going to be a long time away from home here. They'll play those in Kansas City next week on Monday and Tuesday and then they'll be back home finally again on Saturday, Tommy. But, you know, I don't know, other than just them starting to shoot the ball better, I don't know what I want to see other than, no, you know, the effort's got to be there. And I and I don't I don't doubt that it will be each night. But, I, you know, the offense is what we're watching here, and, and I just don't know how much better it's going to get. I feel like another part of this game that we haven't talked about that I feel like paid off really well for Wichita State – if you notice, and if you look at the, the box score, there was not, <clears throat> excuse me, a distribution of minutes like we've seen in the previous games from Isaac Brown. He absolutely leaned on the guys that he felt like would give him the best chance at victory. James Rojas got his first start of the season, and he absolutely made the most of it. He finished with 15 points, six rebounds on 34 minutes of action. Uh, and from there, you had the top five guys all playing more than 25 minutes, and then from there, there's a drop-off. Um, and, and so the first couple of games, there were several different you know, guys that got multiple minutes that we didn't see get a lot last night. And I think that that's a testament to Isaac Brown realizing who the, the, the guys are that are going to contribute for him in a large way and riding them to victory, right? Uh, it's not about a five-in, five-out mentality like we saw in that opening game uh, against Central Arkansas. It is... Who are the guys at any given time that are going to contribute to this team in a positive way and give us the absolute best chance to win a basketball game? Those were the guys that Isaac Brown leaned on, and it paid off for him. And so will that strategy be uh, successful long-term when you get into conference play and you might need a deeper bench, you might need to be able to go to different guys um, 
that might not get a, a ton of minutes typically. I don't know. But in this regard, in November against Richmond on the road, he leaned on the guys that got it done for him. And it wouldn't shock me one bit to see that continue as we get into the holiday tournaments. Well, I mean, Isaac Brown's coaching for his job, too. So he's he's there's some desperation yeah. in the decisions that he'll make. Um, you're not going to you're not going to do five in and five out. You've got to, you know, if you're right. Isaac Brown, hey, I've got to have the absolute best lineups on the court at all times to give right. us the best chance to win. Yeah. And that and that's going to happen. Um, a team that is distributing the minutes a little bit um, uh, up and down the roster is K-State. They're 69 to 53 winners. They come inside just inside the number. Uh, last night, I actually had K State in that game, and they were they were covering until UMKC scored at the very end. Um, they look good again, Tommy. I mean, they just keep they continue to impress. Keontae Johnson continues to look like he is back all the way from uh, that scary situation he dealt with earlier in his career. Nineteen points, six assists, seven rebounds. He's just filling up the stat sheet. And then what I what I've really liked about K State, and again last night they had. Three guys in double figures, two more at nine points. What I've really liked about K-State is Keontae Johnson looks like he's going to be the guy, but then it's it seems like it's been a different guy every night or a different couple of guys every night um, since this team's really gotten going, and, and that's good. This team is versatile. I really am getting more and more bullish based on what we're seeing because I think they have some good depth. They're clearly athletic, and they clearly have um, – I don't know if I'm quite ready to call him a star player, but I think he absolutely can be a star player in Keontae Johnson. We've seen him be that high, 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 high pedigree. Um, so they have all those pieces there, and it just continues to become a in-game coaching thing with Jerome Tang. I think he has the pieces – if he acclimates quickly to being a head coach, and right now he's looking great, once he gets into the Big 12, sky's the limit. I don't think this team's up there with, you know, Baylor or Kansas, probably not Texas after what we saw them do against Gonzaga the other night. But then I think they're probably going to slot into that next tier, which is really anywhere from four down to whatever, you know, down to 10. Uh, I haven't seen Iowa State. I haven't seen Texas Tech yet. Uh, I've seen just a tiny bit of West Virginia, not enough to make any sort of assumptions with them. Haven't seen TCU, but I, but I don't think that anybody's going to get out there and just take Kansas state out back because I think Kansas state's probably really good and a tournament type team. And that's really exciting in year one because year one wasn't supposed to be the year it was supposed to be year two and year one looks like it's going to be pretty good. I want to pump the brakes a little bit. I like Jerome Tang. I, I like the the new talent that he's brought in. They haven't played anybody yet. UNKC is, what, 1-5 right now uh, after that loss? They played Cal. Cal hasn't won a game yet. Um, yep. I want to see what they look like when they start playing uh, more top-tier opponents. Uh, because, yeah, they, they, they won by, what, 16 points uh, last night against UMKC. That's great. Uh, they're undefeated. That's awesome. Um, like I said, I like the talent. I don't want to knock Jerome Tang and what he's building at Kansas State. They very nearly lost the rebounding battle last night. Uh, they allowed 13 offensive boards to UMKC. That can't happen in a Big 12 game. Uh, if they want to be a tournament team, that can't happen. Um, they turned the ball over too many times, 14 times. Uh, and so there are clearly still some deficiencies. We knew that. This is not a perfect team. It's a rebuild. 
Uh, I get that, and I I want the best for them. And I think I, I I am willing. You mentioned this yesterday with Tim Fitzgerald. I am willing to get on board with the discussion that you two had about where Kansas State can finish in the Big Twelve. I don't think that they're a last place team in the Big Twelve at all. I agree with with Fitz's uh, idea that he's looking at maybe like seventh or something like that. I agree with that. I can get on board with that. I'd pump the brakes a little bit on tournament team. I've got to see more, and I've got to see more against more top-level uh, opponents. I mean, the tournament team in this league is typically, do you think they can finish in the top seven in the league? I mean, that's it. That's what's been in the tournament, you know, historically for for the Big 12 in the last few years, and I think, yes. I, I mean, I think that they can. Um, yeah, we got to see more for sure. The difference between four and ten in the Big 12 isn't typically very high, right? Like, it's just such a deep and good league. I just, I, you know, coming in when they looked like all the questions might say, yeah, this, and they were picked last. And and I didn't have any yeah. problem with that. I didn't have any problem with that because I had the same questions. I just don't think that's where they're going to be. They will get some good tests coming up here. They also have next their holiday tournament, which come in the Cayman Islands. Um, and that will be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, three games uh rhode island's out there nevada's out there tulane is out there i don't have the bracket handy but they're going to get some good games here this will be we're going to learn a lot about i think wichita state and kansas state in their holiday tournaments and that will be uh, that'll make thanksgiving week a lot of fun to see that play out all right let's take a quick break we'll come back speaking of teams making statements where do they sit how do we feel about them man the tennessee titans never get love ever and they look really good. They gave the Chiefs fits with their backup quarterback. Are the Titans for real? Are they real contenders? We'll talk about that next. Big winners on Thursday Night Football as we continue on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two 
rest. Two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here. Thursday night football saw the Titans uh, take down the Packers 27-17. It was moderately close down the stretch, but the Titans were in control just about the whole way through. And, Tommy, they did it through the air. They did it through the air. Now, they they did run the ball 28 times with Derrick Henry. He wasn't as effective as he's been in a lot of games. His 100-yard streak was was snapped, but boy, they get Traylon Burks back, the rookie. Uh, Tannehill looks healthy again. Only went 22 of 27 for 333 yards. The Titans showing us they can throw the football a little bit is a scary proposition, I think, for the rest of the AFC. I really do. Um, I don't know what happens if Ryan Tannehill starts the game against the Chiefs instead of Malik Willis, who basically was a non-factor in the passing game, and they still kept that game close. But I, I do think it's another one of these years, and we've done it for a while, where we're overlooking Tennessee. Tennessee, you know, they haven't been complete failures in the playoffs. They've won some playoff games. They haven't gotten to the ultimate prize. But I'm wondering now how real they are in the AFC. And I don't think they're better than Kansas City or Buffalo. But I think they're probably closer than we think. And as I think about it now... They they may be the third best team in the AFC. If Tennessee and Miami played, it would be interesting. If Tennessee and Baltimore played, I'd take Tennessee. If Tennessee and Cincinnati played, I'd take Tennessee. Tennessee and the Chargers played, I'd probably take Tennessee at this point. Maybe Miami and Tennessee are 3A and 3B. Where do you put the Titans and are we overlooking them as a serious contender? Well, listen, I think that they are clearly a step below the absolute top of the AFC, but I don't think that necessarily matters all that much. They are head and shoulders above the other teams in their division. Um, The Colts are not good. The Jaguars are not good. The Texans are not good. It is a weak division, and Tennessee is head and shoulders above all of them. Once you get into the playoffs, even as a division winner, even if you're not the number one or number two seed, let's say you're the three seed or the four seed, all bets are off at that point. And January games with Derrick Henry, um, we've seen it before. That movie has played before. And Derrick Henry, defenses can absolutely try to sell out to stop him and stack the box. But if you've got a healthy Ryan Tannehill, who's going to do in a playoff game what he did last night against the Packers, they're they're a hard team to stop. I've I don't feel like I've actually overlooked them. I feel like I've been fairly on their side. I mean, for quite a while. I as long as you have one of the best running backs in the NFL on your team, I don't know how you can how you can overlook them. Um, I, I think that nationally, maybe people have uh, because you've got this clear like elite tier of the AFC. And even though the Titans may not clear? be in that complete, oh, I Is think I mean clear? I think that. Yeah, I think you've got Kansas City and Buffalo. They're kind of widely considered as the two best teams in the AFC. I think it's okay that Tennessee might be just a you know slight step below them, but they're still a really good team. I mean, look, I I agree that they're below them. I just don't know how clear it is. 
I mean, Tennessee took Kansas City to overtime with nothing at quarterback, with nothing in the pass game, like zero. They passed for 57 yards in that game, technically speaking. Willis threw for 80 and was sacked a bunch of times. But I I just, like, it makes me wonder what happens in that game if Tannehill plays. And that game was in Kansas City, and it took the Chiefs overtime to get that done. And that's the, the Chiefs ought to have been winning that game by 20 when you get that one dimensional with your opposition. I just don't, that's what I mean about the Titans. I get, because I think they're behind Buffalo too. I'm not saying I disagree with you because I also think the same thing. I'm just not so sure that they are. And Buffalo has, how many times does Buffalo need to stumble for us to say, well, Buffalo's beatable? You know what I mean? Like they just, they, they lost to the Jets, they've lost to the Dolphins, they've lost to the Vikings good teams, all of them, in those losses. And they've had some injury issues too, but so have the Titans. And I I just, I think we're doing it again with them where maybe they are on the same tier as Buffalo and Kansas City if they're healthy. I I don't think that they are either. But but, but when you think about the game they played, I mean, they Denver by a touchdown. They just played a game in Kansas City though with Malik Willis and took the Chiefs to overtime. I mean, that's the thing that makes me keep thinking like, well, God, what if Ryan Tannehill played in that game? You know, like what if, and and I don't think, you know, beating Denver by a touchdown is beating Denver by a touchdown. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Raiders by one, right? So I don't know what that means. They beat the, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. So I, I, I think that's kind of a hard thing to to look at because you can make that case for any team. Well, look, I, I just, you can also, you can also look at, I mean, to, to your point, you know, saying that, well, hey, how many times does Buffalo have to stumble before we say the Titans might be better than them? Well, I'm sorry. The Bills beat the Titans 41 to 7. 41 no, to I'm not saying they're September. better than them. Sorry. Let, don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying the Titans are better than the Bills. I'm saying they might belong in the same conversation with the Chiefs and the Bills in that they're just they're, they're one of those top-tier teams. I think we're still thinking of them as a second-tier team, which I am. Like, I am still thinking of them that way. I'm not, I don't know that that's right, though. I think that they may be up there and it'll be interesting to see them play out because they will have the advantage again of a soft division where, you know, the chiefs have some of that too, but I wonder if the Titans now just by virtue of, of what they have left, can't get in the mix to have the number one overall seed again, get into some home games, get into Henry. Now maybe Traylon Burks opens up the pass game a little bit, you know, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods have a chance not out of the gates, but you know they had they lost AJ Brown, of course. But I think there is a world for Tennessee where the pass game is one tick higher if Burks develops with Robert Woods, who's a savvy veteran there, than it has been in the past. Um, you know, I, I think that world exists. Derrick Henry looks great; he doesn't look like he's you know aged a bit now that he's back healthy. So I do think they're for real and. With Buffalo and the Chiefs and everybody else, here's the other part of the Titans I think that we're beginning to see. Of all of these teams we're talking about, I think Tennessee probably has the best defense. I mean, they are all kinds of banged up defensively right now, and they're still playing high, high, high-level defense. And that's the X factor I think that's that's probably getting overlooked. We're thinking about Derrick Henry. We're thinking about Ryan Tannehill. But quietly, despite a multitude of injuries to some of its key players, that defense continues to be one of the best units in the league. 
And, you know, the Packers just put up a bunch of points on the Cowboys, who are also one of the better defenses in the league. And that could also become a major factor to why they're probably better than we think that they are. So they play in a really weak division. We know that. Yeah. They have seven games remaining. Three of them are against divisional opponents. They have the Jaguars twice, and they have the Texans once. Other than those three games, their four opponents are the Bengals, the Eagles, the Chargers, and the Cowboys. All four of those teams, I feel like we can generally agree at varying levels, are all fairly solid football teams. And especially the Cowboys, I'm going to be really interested. That game is right after Christmas, the week after Christmas. What that looks like, it's in Tennessee, but what will the Cowboys' defense look like, and can they stop the Titans? Also, of course, the Eagles. The Eagles have been vulnerable with their run defense, and the Titans have Derrick Henry. That game is in Philly. That's going to be interesting. That game is uh, the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So there are some inter- interesting matchups remaining yet for the Titans in their remaining seven games. You would think that they can get all three of those divisional matchups, the two against the Jags and the one against the Texans. Um you know, if they can get one or two more of those, I mean, they're already at seven and three right now. Um, they're playing themselves not only for a divisional title, but you're probably looking at what maybe even potentially a number two seed in the AFC because of the way that the Bills have stumbled the last couple of weeks. I mean, that that's that's in play right now. Of course, Kansas City holds the tiebreaker uh, over them, so it's going to be difficult for them to get the one seed. But I could envision a scenario where if the Titans continue to play at this high level and the pass game comes in with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, yeah, they could be a, the number two seed in the AFC. They, they absolutely could. I think, I think they're going to be scary for anybody that gets them. Uh, I wish I could make futures, and maybe I can, bets right now, because I'm all over the Titans over the Eagles. I, I, I think that Philadelphia, after losing Dallas Goddard, might be in some trouble here. Um, it, it I, I love to see it, though, because I'm a big Vrabel guy. I think... I, I, I don't know if we brought this up on this show. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. Um, I think, Tommy, right now, of the coaches in the NFL, if I had to have one, if I had to start my team with one, I think, you know, Carroll and, and Belichick and Andy Reid, three Hall of Famers, obviously are there. I don't know how much longer those guys go, so I don't know how to include them in this conversation. But outside of those three Hall of Famers, of everybody else – across the NFL, it's it's probably, for me, Tomlin or Mike Vrabel, and that's ahead of everybody else as far as who I would tab to coach my team. I think Vrabel, I'd take Vrabel over all the pretty boy offensive coaches, and I kind of lump them all together that way. That I mean that with no offense, but you know what I mean, the pretty boys. you know, They're all from the same tree, good-looking dudes that are offensive-minded coaches that have had a lot of success in the league. That, that's the group I'm talking about. I think I'd take Vrabel over all those guys at this point. Yeah, Vrabel doesn't do anything flashy. Um, you know, he's a hard-nosed but Man, his coach. teams play hard for him. He, he was a hard-nosed defensive player and right. you know, brought that into his philosophy in coaching. That philosophy is play lockdown defense. And run the football. And when you've got Derrick Henry, that makes it a little bit easier. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily think one method is better than another. Like I don't either. Whatever but his, works, but right? Works. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl last year, and he's one of the pretty boy offensive right. coaches. He's got a ring, and Mike Vrabel doesn't. So Correct. I don't necessarily think that it's like, you know, one one is better than the other. I just think that Mike Vrabel is probably underrated because he's not in that same class as, 
Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and, you know, even like Mike McDaniel and some of these other guys uh, that all kind of come from that same tree. He's overlooked some. Part of it, I think, is the market that he's in. Um, you you kind of tend to overlook markets like Tennessee. Um, but ultimately, all he does is go in and get his teams ready to play, especially on the defensive side of the ball, week in and week out. And they're quietly in first place in that division. Uh, he benefits from it being a weak division, but hey, still. The Colts like have been I said, in there and get mixed it, it up, you, though. It yeah, hasn't always get, been a weak right, division. When you get to January, all bets are off. I, I just wonder, too, like I've always wondered this about him. And they and look, they spent, and I don't know how much he had to do in the decision-making process to draft Malik Willis. Um, he's a project, obviously. And he's also had a unicorn Hall of Fame running back in the conversation to be the best of all time with Derrick Henry. So... I wonder if the roster hasn't dictated what his teams have been offensively. I've always wondered that. Like, what if Vrabel had a great quarterback and high-octane pass game? What would that look like? Because he's a defensive guy, right? It's not like it's not like he's out there calling plays offensively. He's utilizing his roster in the but best I think way possible. He's got quite a bit of say in that, too. I mean, I think if I don't he know were that. to say— Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm sure he does. I mean, he's been there long enough to where I think he can— maybe have a little bit of, of say in that. Hey, I want to go out and get a free agent quarterback that's going to be a game changer right now. But there I hasn't been a that, free agent I don't better he, than Tannehill. I mean, I there hasn't been he, one. I don't think he wants to do that. I think he likes the philosophy yeah, and the might. way that his team plays. I think he's perfectly comfortable with it. Well, and they, you know, they drafted Willis, a quarterback. They drafted Burks in the first round of wide receivers. So I think they're trying to get there. They've drafted A.J. Brown in the first round in the last few years. So they've invested offensively. I just wonder stylistically how much it has to do with, oh, by the way, we have Derrick Henry, and we've never really had the opportunity at a high, high-end quarterback. Tannehill's been good. I think Tannehill gets overrated. I mean, underrated a little bit. I, I feel like there's a little Alex Smith in Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm glad to see. I like Vrabel. I like the Titans. I like to see them do this because it's counterproductive to the way the NFL's played right now, and I think it's fun. Yeah, I think you're right. My only concern with the Titans is that what do they do when the Derrick Henry days are done? And it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. But yeah, they've had that that uh, luxury of having him. They've got to invest in the future and you know, try to figure out what that means long term. Yeah, you can't let yourself be weak at that position because you at least know that's a part of what you want to do. All right, 869-1240. We'll come back. We'll do a little giveaway. We'll tell you about some cool stuff Tommy and I have coming up this weekend as we get ready to take you right into hour number two, make some picks, preview some high school football. Here we go. Sports Daily on a Friday returns right after this. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. 
featuring improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in Kansas to bet. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino, and Hotel. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on this Friday edition. Uh, If you're a Chiefs fan and you're planning on watching that game, maybe planning on wagering that game a little bit, the line has moved all over the place, So, uh, and it's really kind of moved in the Chiefs' favor. I'd advise hanging tight on that. If you're planning on betting the Chiefs, maybe it'll move a little bit more. Uh, But, Tommy, we will be with you potentially on Sunday for that Chiefs game. So we'll get this out. We'll get the link out to you on social media this weekend. Uh, But in the BetQL app, which we've talked about here, it's a free app or you can pay for some betting advice. But on the free portion, there are these chat rooms. And inside these chat rooms, it's basically like a big old group chat where everybody can talk about their bets. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We've done this a few times this year during Chiefs games and a couple other games. And we've really enjoyed it because – it's fun just to, you know, see what everybody's thinking, to talk it through. There have been a few times where I think we've collectively as a group of people all over the country sort of gotten on bets together that have hit, which is also a lot of fun and really cool. But if you go inside that BetQL app and just go to the chat feature, you'll see that Sports Daily is hosting the Chiefs Chargers chat nationally. Uh, and we think it's really cool. So we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, just uh, kick it around a little bit with us if you're watching the game. Doesn't take anything. You can just get in there, chime in, see what everybody's thinking. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great time, especially even if uh, I don't know if Twitter falls apart over the weekend. Like that's what everybody's saying that yeah, what, it's going to break that, and by the way? go away. I don't know. I have no idea. But that would be another place where you can go and hang out during the game and and yeah. chat with us instead of tweeting because. Um, who knows if that app's going to be around much longer? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a free download, the BetQL app. You can get analysis on bets. You can get uh, some suggestions on best bets, that sort of thing. But you click on the chat function, and for Sunday Night Football, we'll be in there. We'll be talking about the bets that we like. We'll be you know chatting it up with a bunch of people, not just probably Chiefs fans, but also Chargers fans and people around the country. So it should be a lot of fun. Tommy, can we talk about this Twitter thing for a minute here? Sure. I- what I, I don't get it like if you don't like the app now under new ownership just don't use it like what is I don't understand the the virtue signaling is that what it is I don't I'm not I'm not totally up to date on my terms for for society right now <laughs> but like if you don't like Twitter don't tweet like I don't understand what everybody's going crazy about because here's the thing Elon Musk has gone in there and bought this thing, right, and 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 fired some people who are publicly, like, criticizing him. Don't publicly criticize your boss, dummy. But, like, Facebook just laid off, like, 11,000 people, and so did Amazon. Are we not also up in arms and upset about that? I, I don't well, get I'm it. I sure. really don't understand. I'm not sure those other websites laid off people that are critical to the functionality of the, the app. 
Um, and I think that's what's going on with Twitter is that they're down yeah, but- to like the nitty gritty where like I think there's concern that will the app even work when you try to open it on your phone? I'm not sure that that same sort of thing exists right now for Facebook or for Amazon. So I think I don't necessarily right now, at least what's been going on the last 24 hours or so, it's less about virtue signaling and being angry at decisions and more about is this thing even going to work much longer? Has That's something happened right that we think it won't, though? Because I haven't seen any change. Like, since Twitter's I don't know, changed ownership, been a, nothing been in my more... life has changed with Twitter. It looks the same. It acts the same. Nothing's different. Apparently, there have been engineers that are critical to the day-to-day functionality of the website that are no longer part of it anymore. Um, and I think it was actually Reuters that reported last night that there are enough people that have been laid off that there's concern that the app will cease to work much longer. So who knows? I don't know. The guy that's in charge, and I don't know where his headspace is at right now. It seems all over the place, but he's sending rockets to Mars and creating internet in space. I think he can probably handle it. I could be totally wrong about that. I don't even care about that because if Twitter stopped working tomorrow, you know what would happen? I, I just wouldn't be on Twitter. I guess I have invested less of my life's uh, value into this app as a lot of people have. And I, it's always bugged me about some of these social media sites. It bugs me, Tom, and this is a little bit inside baseball. In my business, everybody will just give – they we just give Twitter our, our content for free, right, and they monetize it. In what other world does that exist? Like we just give away our content for free, but that's what we do. And yeah. so – like if that changes, I'm happy with it because I think it's a backwards model anyway. I think these companies should be paying content creators, not taking it for free. It's it we've created this this model for this, and I just think it's funny as these other big tech companies are also laying off tens of thousands of people that were choosing Twitter, which has far less importance in society than Facebook or Amazon to pick this battle. I don't understand it. And I fully admit that. It goes way over my head. I don't know what I'm supposed to be upset about, I guess. Um, so, Tommy, fill me in. Like, as we go, just let me know okay. what I'm supposed to be upset about. I'll keep It'll you help me on that. Because I'm genuinely confused at all of this. Uh, let's come back. Paul Savage would be confused about this, too. I can tell you that. We'll see if we can confuse <laughs> him on his picks as well. I made up some ground, everybody. We'll make those picks coming up next on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.